You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 56. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest reasons why many coaches struggle to grow their coaching business. I call it having wishy-washy energy. (laughs) Yes, this is a clinical term, wishy-washy energy. So I was coaching and mentoring one one of the coaches in the academy recently, and she was talking about a workshop that she wanted to that she wanted to market and she wanted to get some people excited about. And I had her describe to me and role play for me how she would go about telling people about her workshop. And she said, well, okay, I guess I would tell people, you know, I hope you can make it. I'm kind of doing this workshop. It's coming up. It's going to be, it's, it should be really good. And yeah, I'm like sort of working really hard on it. And Uh, yeah, I think it can really help you. And I stopped her after she finished. I said, it sounds completely wishy-washy. And she's not alone because over the years of mentoring over a thousand coaches, I've seen this creep up a lot. Even with really great coaches, sometimes even though a coach is really amazing, their energy about their business is very wishy-washy. So when you have wishy-washy energy, it impacts everything. It impacts the way you show up. It impacts the way you write any kind of content or copy for your business. And it also impacts the way you present yourself and also the way you present your offers to people. So what does wishy-washy energy sound like? First of all, it's whenever you describe your coaching business as you doing the coaching thing, (laughs) that's wishy-washy energy. It makes me cringe a little bit when I hear this. And if you do tell people or you describe it as, oh, I'm just kind of doing this coaching thing, then I hope this episode invites you to stop calling it the coaching thing and start calling your, your business what it is. It's a business. This is your work. This is your craft. You are running a coaching business. Even if you haven't made any money yet, right? You've got to start treating your coaching business like a business and seeing yourself as the business owner, right? Because if your energy is wishy-washy, you're just going to attract wishy-washy people. So for so many coaches who don't understand this concept, they are thinking that, hmm, maybe it's about the algorithm that's wrong, or maybe I should find another platform to put myself out on, or you know, maybe I have to change my niche, or maybe I have to you know adjust my website and the colors or get a new logo. And this is not the problem at all because if your energy is wishy-washy, it's just going, you're gonna get the same results wherever you go, whatever your niche is, whatever you're charging, whatever platform you're posting about your business on, you've got to get rid of any kind of wishy-washy energy 
that you have about you and about your coaching business. So I'm doing the coaching thing. (laughs) No more of that language. Or when people say, well, I'm kind of starting a coaching business. Now, I want you to think about that. If If you were networking and someone were to approach you, and it doesn't even have to be a coaching business, if they had any kind of business, any kind of product or service, and they were to tell you, well, yeah, I'm just like kind of starting this this thing. I'm kind of running a, I'm kind of running a therapy practice or like I'm kind of becoming a, a, a personal trainer. Like how inspired are you to hire them on the spot? How much are you leaning in to want to know more when someone has that, eh, I'm kind of doing this thing. Notice also the, the, the tone and the pitch that my voice goes into. So you'll know that you're going into wishy-washy energy when you have that very high, airy pitch. You're just kind of la-di-da about whatever it is you're talking about. Another way wishy-washy energy presents itself is when you say, well, I'm just like sort of a life coach. I'm maybe going to launch a coaching program soon. right? If you're in this tentative language, kind of, sort of, maybe, None of this is going to attract clients. None of this is going to inspire people to hire you. This is actually going to repel people. They are not going to want to learn more. They're not going to want to engage with you when you have this tentative language, kind of, sort of, maybe launching a coaching business. Okay. Now, when it comes to you making offers, wishy-washy energy sounds like you saying, well, I think I can help you. Kind of like an implied question mark at the end, make sure you're not speaking with any question marks at the end of your sentences. Like, I think I can help you, or I think this will be valuable for you. Hope you can attend. Notice how my pitch of my, of my words has like the uptick at the end of the last word, right? If you are questioning whether you can help someone, if you're not really sure, it's going to show up in your language and your energy and people are just going to respond to that. And they're going to respond to that by turning away and going in the opposite direction. So when you're making your offers and you're saying, well, I think this can help you or I kind of think this will be valuable. Maybe you'd want to work with me, right? This is not going to be helpful at all. Stop this. (laughs) If you're doing this at all, I want you to stop it, right? Or if you're talking about you know, a workshop you're doing or a live training you're presenting, if you're saying, well, you know, you can come if you can, if you're not too busy, right? Versus declaring why it's important people make time for it. I'm going to give you some examples in a little bit how to shift out of wishy-washy energy. But right now, I just want you to start seeing the different ways wishy-washy energy shows up and, and notice little ways that you might be talking about your business or showing up to your business with wishy-washy energy. So in summary, it's having maybe, kinda, probably, hopefully, I guess, I think, stuff. Like I'm just kind of hopefully like the stuff that I'm putting out there. And, and then, of course, the big one that makes me go nuts is when people say the coaching thing. <laughs> Instead of just saying, I am a coach, I run a coaching business. So... You might be saying these things or you might be conveying wishy-washy energy in your body language, in your content, in your appearance, okay? So it's not just about the words you say. It's also about the, the vibe that you give off, 
the way that the energy you convey. Okay. So if you, the ultimate thing when, when uh, wishy-washy energy is showing up, the ultimate thing it creates is uncertainty. It just reveals that you're uncertain and it makes other people feel uncertain. Uncertain about you, uncertain about your offerings, and uncertain about the coaching process. So again, when you have wishy-washy energy, you're going to attract wishy-washy people. Okay. If you're not certain about you, if you're not certain about your coaching, if you're not certain about the coaching process, how on earth can you expect your clients to be? Right? So a lot of coaches are are making offers very wishy-washy, like, yeah, I think it can help you. I, I'm kind of doing this coaching thing. And they're waiting for a client, a potential client to respond with certainty, like, oh, I want this and I want it now. So that way they, the coach can start to have certainty. But that's not how growing a business works. You've got to be the leader. You've got to lead the energy. You've got to show up with certainty, with confidence, with conviction, in order for people to, to rise to the occasion and match that energy. So why might you have wishy-washy energy? If you notice that it's showing up for you and you're talking about your business in this way, why might you have it? Well, one of the reasons is if you have a fear of rejection or if you have a fear of judgment or even a fear of failure, right? Because you might be thinking, well, if I really go all in with my coaching business, what if it doesn't work out? What if it fails, right? So it's easier for you to stay on the fence and be wishy-washy, like one foot in, one foot out, but I'm not totally committed because then I won't have anything to risk because I'm still just keeping one foot out. I'm keeping myself safe from really failing. Now, if you're worried about this, I have an episode on my podcast called Choosing Your Failure, okay? Choosing Your Failure. And... The, it's episode 35. Basically, what I share in that episode is that we all have failure in life, no matter what path you take. So when you are growing a coaching business, you're going to have failure. When people, when people reach out to our admissions team or they speak to me and they say, I'm, I'm thinking of becoming a coach, but I'm worried I'm going to fail in the process, I tell them, you are going to fail in the process, but that's the point. That's part of the journey. You have to fail your way to success. But here's the thing that makes that really empowering you get to choose what kind of failure you want in life. You can either have the failure of knowing that you're learning lessons that are taking you towards the life you want, or you live with the failure of regret, knowing that you're playing small in life, knowing that you're not living the life that you're capable of living. So I say it's always, it's always better to choose your short-term failure instead of having that long-term failure. Okay, meaning it's better for you to experience rejection and to experience even silence. Maybe you make an offer and no one replies to it, or you put out a post and you don't get any engagement from it, right? Now, that might feel like a failure, but at least you're getting the failure that's allowing you to learn lessons to grow and create the life you want, as opposed to not going after your dreams, staying small, staying in a career you don't like having this dream in the back of your mind that you're not listening to, right? That is failure, except that's the failure that lasts with you until the day you die because that failure becomes regret and it becomes disappointment and it becomes sadness. So I would much rather have the short-term little failures along the way, knowing that overall I'm creating the life that I want, 
right? So if you're worried about failing, remember, you want to choose to have the failure in your life that's going to bring you closer to your dreams. Like, I want to fail knowing that I'm failing in the arena, like living my fullest life, not not failing when I'm on the sidelines or I'm in the audience just watching. Now, another reason that you might have some wishy-washy energy is if you don't believe in yourself, okay? If you don't really believe in yourself. And, and if you don't believe in yourself, then the key is to, shocker, start believing in yourself. What would it take for you to really believe in yourself, okay? A big part of believing in yourself is to surround yourself in community with others who see your gifts and can help you recognize your gifts, okay? So any coach out there who is on the path, growing their business and struggling in whatever way, one of the first things I would ask that coach is, are you involved in a supportive community with other coaches, with other people that are sharing similar goals to you? Do you have access to that? Are you a part of it? Are you invested in community? You do not want to go at this by yourself and you don't need to, okay? So if you don't have belief in yourself, what? where is there a community that already can have belief in you and you could just borrow their belief in you? So when our students enroll in the academy, one of the things I tell them is, listen, you don't have to believe in yourself to get started. We're going to believe in you And all you need to do is borrow our belief that we have in you. And eventually it's going to kick in. You're going to start believing in yourself because you're going to be reminded constantly of how wonderful you are and all the value that you have to offer. We're going to have people, our instructors, our community, our students, our graduates who are going to genuinely believe in you. It's not going to be any kind of false like affirmation or just sugarcoating things. You will genuinely have people who support you. And you deserve to have a community like that. If you have a big mission, you deserve to have the best support you can possibly get. So in summary, why you might have wishy-washy energy. You have fear of rejection, judgment, or failure. You don't believe in yourself. And maybe you also don't really see yourself as a business owner. Okay, You may not have decided whether or not this is a hobby or a business for you. Okay, you're one foot in, one foot out. So you might be see this coaching thing as just kind of an experiment or an idea or a phase versus seeing it as a business. Now, it's important for you to have both concepts of yourself intact. You must see yourself as both a coach and also as a business owner. It doesn't matter if your business is registered yet, okay? In the United States, at least, you can operate your business as a sole proprietor. You don't have to have a website to, to actually be a business owner. And you don't even have to have your business registered. You can operate as a sole proprietor. And of course, you can check with a CPA or even a lawyer if you want to explore that. Okay, But you are allowed to see yourself as a business owner and you must if you really want to be taken seriously. Right? No one's going to hire you if you're just doing this coaching thing. If you're just kind of trying it out. If you're telling yourself, well, I'm just kind of new, I'm figuring it out, right? People hire certainty. When people feel certainty, they want to buy. They want to hire the person. They want to buy the the service, okay? When they feel certain that it's going to be valuable to them, okay? So I remember when I was getting started, I was like kind of playing it cool with my coaching business, playing it cool, 
versus actually keeping it real with myself. And I was playing it cool as a way to just cover up my own insecurities, okay? Because I wasn't feeling confident. So I had to start, I have to start believing in myself and putting myself in community of people that believed in me so I can actually start keeping it real and taking my business seriously and not just seeing it as this like cute idea or this joke, okay? So you must see yourself as a coach who's running a real and legitimate business, even if you don't have clients yet, okay? So why is it so important to eliminate all the swishy-washy energy? Because when you get rid of it, you're going to attract people who want to be in your network, who want to be in your space, who want to be in your program, who want to hire you and work with you. Also, when you get rid of wishy-washy energy, you build trust, you establish authority, and you also start becoming seen as an expert. People will take you seriously. And the other reason it's important to eliminate wishy-washy energy is because it's going to inspire people to throw a ton of money at your beautiful face. I'm telling you, <laughs> when you start seeing your, your business, yourself, the coaching seriously, when you start taking all of it seriously, then others are going to want to invest and work with you. It's going to make you money. You, you do not want to wait until you start making money to start treating your business seriously and having belief in yourself. So I believe just as hard in my business as I did when I was getting started and I wasn't making money. There were a lot of months that went by when I hadn't made a dime, but I still thought coaching works and I know I'm a great coach and I know that there are people want to pay me for coaching. I believed those thoughts so hard for so many months, even though I didn't have clients. Some of you are waiting to believe that only when someone pays you. And it doesn't work like that. You've got to have thoughts before you have the results. Thoughts come before results. Then you're going to start having the results and it will continue to fuel and strengthen the thoughts that you already had. Okay? So your thoughts, what thoughts can you have now to solidify your confidence in yourself as a coach and your business, your belief in yourself? When you believe that first, then you'll start to feel confident, energized, and excited. And when you feel that way, you're going to start putting yourself out there without any of the wishy-washy energy. And that's what's going to inspire people to work with you. So here are some approaches and questions you can take to cultivate confidence and eliminate wishy-washy energy. One question is, why are you valuable as a person? Why do you see yourself as valuable? Now, it's, it's not your fault if it's hard for you to come up with answers at first for this. It took me years to really think about what value I had to offer, not just within my coaching business, but even with relationships and dating. I, I didn't really think I had value. So it was very hard for me to show up and think I had anything to offer. So you want to come up with as many reasons as you can. And if you struggle with this, ask some people in your circle to share with you what's something unique or inspiring or special about you. What is it that they admire most about who you are as a person? Now, I know this is going to feel really uncomfortable for you to do, especially if for a long time you've, you've thought that you're just not worthy or good enough or deserving right? This is really going to challenge some of those thoughts. And we all go through that as humans. So you're not alone if you've experienced that. 
But what you want to do is lean into that discomfort and still allow yourself to receive the acknowledgement of others. This is not you fishing for compliments, okay? This is you allowing yourself to uncover the truth of who you are, okay? So when you ask others, what are your gifts? What makes you valuable? You can add to that list. You can have others add to that list. Keep that handy. It might help to write it down and post it somewhere where you could see it every single day or have it written in, uh, typed up on your computer. You can see it every day. So that way you are constantly reminded of your value and it reinforces the idea that you are valuable. If you are so convinced that you're not valuable, because I know some of you are listening and you're like, I just don't really think I'm so valuable. I don't really think I have much to offer. Now, if you're so convinced of that, it doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that your value has been covered with dust and you got to dust off the cobwebs and all the false beliefs that are telling you otherwise so you can uncover what's there. You inherently are valuable. That is embedded in the truth of who you are. And this is, I'm sharing this with you and I'm a person who spent so many years questioning that. Okay, so I know that if I'm able to recognize that I have value, then you are too. I never would have thought in a million years, if you asked me a decade ago, I never would have thought that I would have my own business, that I would have made so much money as a coach, become an international speaker, traveled all over the world, and been able to have the success that I've had in my life. I never would have thought that was ima- would be imaginable if you would have asked the, te- the version of me 10 years ago, because that version of me thought they didn't have anything to offer, that they weren't really going to live an amazing life, that people weren't going to, that pe- I, I thought people would just look, look past me, right? And just wouldn't want to listen to me. I thought my voice didn't matter. I thought that <clears throat> I was just meant to blend into the background and not really be seen or heard or acknowledged, okay? So I have so much tenderness in my heart for that younger version of me because I know how hard of a period of my life that was. And it's so amazing that that we are all capable of discovering our value. Sometimes that's our life's work to do that, okay? So why are you valuable as a person? This doesn't have to do with your coaching, just why are you valuable as a person? You want to come up with as many reasons why. The second question to ask yourself is why is coaching valuable? Or if you have a program created, why is your program so valuable? Now, one of the things that I invite our coaches to consider is what if you saw coaching as valuable as the cure to cancer? What if you saw coaching as valuable as the cure to cancer? Then what level of of energy would you talk about it with? Now, I I shared this with one of the coaches I mentor and she she said, you know, actually coaching is genuinely so as valuable as the cure to cancer. And she said that she gave this great reason. And initially she was struggling to talk about her coaching. She kind of had wishy-washy energy around it. She would call it the coaching thing. But she's like, you know, I truly believe that coaching helps people release so much stress on their life and lifts such a weight off people's shoulders. It literally heals people. And it does allow people, like their bodies are actually able to 
be so much more stronger and more powerful when people get coached. So coaching can literally save people's lives. It can prevent them from getting cancer. (laughs) And all of a sudden her energy shifted when she realized how valuable this work is. So you've got to sell yourself on why is coaching so valuable. This is one of the reasons why in the academy, we have our coaches receive a significant amount of coaching on real things in their life, big or small. We want you to get so much coaching so that way you can experience the transformation of this work. And once you experience that transformation, you're going to want everyone to know about it, right? You won't be able to help yourself from sharing and people are going to be so drawn into your transformation and your energy and your belief in it. They're going to think, I want what he's having. I want what she's having, right? I want what they're having over there. So why is coaching so valuable? You've got to sell yourself on that, okay? Once you do that, you're no longer going to say, oh yeah, I have this coaching thing or I kind of have this coaching program to consider. You're going to say, listen up. You don't want to miss this. I have a coaching program that's going to change your life. Here's what it is. Now, you hear the energy of that (laughs) as opposed to the previous example? All right, the third question to ask yourself is, why will people want it? What is in it for them, okay? So why is, if you're offering a workshop or a webinar or a live training, why is it worth their time? What are they specifically going to get from it? Be specific. Don't just say, oh, well, I guess they're going to get some clarity or they're going to get some awareness. That is not specific. What will they be able to do with that clarity and awareness that they're going to get? Right? So, for example, they might have, if instead of saying, oh, I guess they're going to get some clarity, maybe you're doing like a relationship workshop or you're a relationship coach offering a program, you you might say, they're going to get clarity on how to find love and keep it forever right? How will your coaching, how will whatever they're getting impact their head, their heart, and their feet? I'll explain what that means. So their head, what are they going to learn and discover? Specifically, what are they going to learn and discover? That's how it impacts their head. Their heart, what are they going to feel? What are they going to feel specifically? What are they going to feel when they go through your program or your workshop or whatever it is? And how's it going to impact their feet? Okay, so what are they going to be inspired to do? Right? When people are on their feet, they're taking action, they're moving. You want them to take the info you're going to share and run with it so they get new results in their lives. So how is your offering, your workshop, webinar, your program, how is it going to impact their head, their heart, and their feet? You've got to be really clear about it so that way you can convey it, you can articulate it to people. So that way they're not trying to guess, oh, is this workshop going to be worth it for me? Should I go to this coach's live training? Or hmm, I don't really know if I should you know, attend their upcoming presentation. I don't really know if I should hire them. They need to know exactly what's in it for them. Make it so crystal clear what kind of value it's going to give them. So instead of having wishy-washy energy, you want to show up. You might be wondering, what is the energy you want to have? You want your energy to be decisive, clear, confident, and certain. Okay, If you're in a room with people and everyone's trying to sell something, the most certain person in the room wins, the person who has the most certainty. So I was the coach I shared earlier. I was mentoring her on how to promote her workshop because she was having all this wishy-washy energy around it. 
and I had her list out. Here's what my workshop is titled. Here it is. Here's who it is for. Here's what you're going to walk away with. Here's how to sign up. And here's why you want to sign up now. I had her answer every single one of those. Every single one of those crystal clear. Now, when you start speaking in a way that's decisive, clear, and confident and certain, like this coach, she tried it on. She started answering those questions. She started presenting with this confident energy. She said it felt very gross at first. And she realized that it wasn't that it was it, it was like an energy she didn't want to have. It was just unfamiliar. So make sure that you label this experience correctly because if you are so familiar with wishy-washy energy, it's going to feel foreign and gross and weird and you might even think it's inauthentic when really it's just different, okay? So you can just tell yourself, okay, it feels different for me to communicate this way with so much conviction and that's okay. This is going to get smoother over time. So that coach said it felt so weird. Now I have a podcast episode called False Authenticity where I talk about this phenomenon a little bit more, how when we are learning new things and growing, we sometimes label our our own transformation as inauthentic when really it's just growth. So that's episode 20 of the podcast. If you want to communicate with more conviction and confidence, but it feels odd, gross, and inauthentic, listen to episode 20 if you want to learn more about that. The metaphor I like to give as well is it's like trying on a new pair of shoes, okay? So a a pair of shoes that you know it's the right size for you, you know you like them, The first time you put on a pair of shoes, it's going to feel odd. You're going to need to walk around in the shoes a little bit before you break them in. So eventually, though, you're going to realize that it's the way that you present yourself as a coach without wishy-washy energy, the convicted, confident, clear, decisive version of you, that is a natural extension of who you are. And you're going to look back at the person you are now who might have a lot of wishy-washy energy, and you're going to go, wow. I'm so glad I outgrew that. That version of me expired. That was not me living my truth. Okay? All right. So that's what I got in this episode on wishy-washy energy. Get rid of it. Eliminate it. Speak about yourself and your coaching business and the people that you want to work with. Speak about it with conviction and confidence and see what kind of an impact it makes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.